0: This is Southern Tier Close Up on News Radio 1290, WNBF Binghamton, and WNBF.com.
1: Kathy White, and this is the Southern Tier Close Up, a weekly public affairs presentation of this station. A return guest this week for us is the Broome County District Attorney, Mike Korchak. Welcome to the program.
0: Good morning. Thanks for having me.
1: Um, it seems that uh, we've been hobbled over the past year as far as any progress in new legislation concerning laws. We've dealt with the uh, last year it was the Me Too movement. This past year it's been uh, the Black Lives Matter, civil unrest, equality, all that kind of thing. We've been working with bail reform. Uh, let's take a little look back at uh, 2020 as much as we would like to. But, <laughs> but on your end of the spectrum in local uh, law enforcement as the county's chief prosecutor, what has this past year been like, and how have you been dealing with 2020?
0: It's been a very challenging year, to, uh, to say the least. Uh, my first year as Broome County District Attorney has been uh, wrought with peril at every turn, it seems like. Uh, the courts are constantly opening and closing. You know, we started back in March where the courts were closed for a period of time, and uh, the cases got backlogged. You see, we're at full staff at the DA's office, and we're coming into work, and the police are still out investigating crimes and arresting people who commit crimes. But, unfortunately, the court system has sort of come to a grinding halt. Uh, there are trials were suspended for a long period of time. Uh, they tried to start them back again, I'd say, a couple months ago. But now that's shut down again. Um, the hurdle is bringing in individuals from the community to serve on a jury, and potentially placing individuals at risk of uh, you know, attracting contracting COVID. So uh, all jury trials are postponed indefinitely. Uh, they've held up any new grand juries being brought in. Uh, we're relying, unfortunately, for them on grand jurors who are already seated. Uh, to continue serving as grand jurors where needed because the state didn't suspend speedy trial time or speedy trial guidelines. Um, So individuals are – the clock is ticking against the prosecution – to get the cases indicted and at least be able to state ready for trial. So, um, again, it's been a extremely challenging year, and, and it's not over yet. And it looks like we uh, we could be headed into more.
1: Yeah, it does appear that 2021, at least uh, for a first part of it, is going to still be um, dealing with these situations. How does this? Impact the general public when we're talking about people that are awaiting trial. What kind? What degree of criminals are we looking at? That uh, where are where are these people? Where are they when they're waiting for their trial? Are they out wandering around willy nilly? Are they locked up? Who's locked up? Who is out and about? How concerned should you know we be about our general safety when we can't really serve justice on people, plus the people that are accused that may be innocent. They're sitting there with their whole lives on edge.
0: Right. This is a very good question. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, at least this week, the uh, jail has become a COVID hotspot. So any prisoner transport from the jail to court has been suspended uh, at least until December 15th, if not further than that. They're going to I guess, reassess the situation and see if they can bring inmates over from the jail uh, to court. Uh, this goes back to uh, to the bail reform, where there, in my opinion, there are a lot of individuals who are out on the street who would, under the previous bail conditions, would be in the Broom County Jail. Uh, we feel that this is a danger to the community, but these are the laws that are in place, and they're the laws that we have to follow, so a lot of individuals are released uh, without bail and are back out into the community. And unfortunately, some of those individuals reoffend. Uh, again, that's not good, good for the community as, as well. But that seems to have gotten brushed aside, the uh, bail reform issues and the discovery reform issues that prosecutors are dealing with, uh, with this recent uptake of, uh, of covid but, uh, at the DA's office, we take this very seriously. It's obviously a very serious virus, and we're working together with the mayor and the county executive, uh, and law enforcement to remind people that they, they need to be safe. And if they come into the Broome County Courthouse for any business, again, they need to be safe. They need to social distance. They need to wear their masks. And, uh, you know, we have a lot of confidence in the uh, citizens of Broome County that they'll do all they can to, uh, keep everyone safe.
1: Well, this throws another whole wrench into the works when you're talking about um, any congregate setting. We've found with nursing homes, we've found with other extended care facilities, uh, even group homes for people that are developmentally disabled when you're in tight environments like that, and obviously a jail, that uh, this also is a breeding ground for, for issues, for health issues. So this also helps fuel about... How much do you want to put somebody in the who's cow? They, they might be innocent for, for that matter. You know, what, how, how much do you want to stick them in a place where they can't get out and where they might be exposed because they're not going anywhere that they normally would be, you know, maybe self-quarantine or whatever, you know, putting them in a congregate care facility? That, that just seems to complicate the matter even more, you know, let alone bail reform
0: right that that's correct it's it's a very delicate balance because with uh prosecution and law enforcement and the courts as well. It's a matter of you need to protect the community from individuals who may be dangerous or who may not return to court uh, for their court date that they'll be out in the community causing further trouble. Uh, but you have to balance that with um, the risk of uh, contracting COVID at the jail. Now, there are mechanisms for individuals who are in the county jail to make an application to the court to be released. They have to have their attorney uh, file the appropriate paperwork, and the prosecution has a right to be heard, and ultimately a judge uh, decides who is going to be in the jail. You know, that's one thing that we want to make clear to the public. The DA's office could recommend that someone be released, but the judge doesn't have to release that person. Same thing with a defense attorney. Uh, The sheriff doesn't have any say as to who stays in the jail or who gets out.
1: The county executive certainly doesn't have a say on that.
0: Exactly. So it's really, you really have to go through the proper channels uh, through the court system where the cases are taken on a case-by-case basis and evaluated by a, a county or Supreme Court judge to make an appropriate decision based on the individual if they have health conditions that might place them at risk. However, uh, from my understanding of speaking with the sheriff, uh, they are isolating inmates that have symptoms. They're quarantining individuals. Uh, they've been inspected by the state to make sure that they're following the proper protocol. So they're doing everything they can to, uh, to sort of slow the spread, uh, just like we are in the community.
1: Let's talk about your job. I mean, people may, if they're not familiar with, and hopefully they're all fine, upstanding citizens like myself, and not familiar with the criminal justice system on a first-hand basis.
0: Right. We'll see you on jury duty.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I've been called, I think, twice and both times, been told that they didn't need me. My husband, on the other hand, he just became, I forget what it was, but it was when they had the new courtroom opened downtown. He was the first on the first jury that sat in that. And it was the first time he got called up and he got seated. <laughs> so I don't know about me with jury duty. I haven't had much luck in that where they've, they've actually seated me. But when right. people uh, hear the district attorney and, you know, that you guys, you, you make the headlines for your office being the ones that are prosecuting, I, I think the first thing that jumps to people people's minds are you guys are just hell-bent on setting anybody that gets arrested getting their butts put into jail for a good long time.
0: Well, that's not, that's not exactly the story. Um, maybe a long time ago that was the impression of what prosecutors do, but uh, prosecutors are under an ethical obligation to look at every case objectively and make a determination. First of all, is this the person that committed the crime? What crime did they commit, and what is the appropriate punishment if they're found guilty? Uh, It's really a balancing act. Uh, You know, you don't see that on TV. You see the prosecutors going into court and doing anything they can to get a conviction. But that's not the way it is in real life. Uh, We're under an ethical obligation, and we actually take an oath, you know, to make sure that justice is served. And sometimes justice means there just isn't enough evidence to prosecute someone, even if you think they did it. Um, You know, we owe it to the community to protect the community and uh, prosecute the guilty but we have to take a close look at every case to make sure that there's sufficient evidence because people's lives are at stake right. uh, and their lives will be changed dramatically forever if they're convicted of a crime. So there's a lot that goes into it. We work closely with law enforcement and we have great law enforcement in this community. Very dedicated men and women who have been doing it for a long time and they investigate the crimes and, and bring the cases to us and we make a group decision as to whether there's sufficient evidence to go forward on a case. And when we know someone is guilty and we know that we need to protect the community, we will zealously prosecute that person and make sure that uh, they get the appropriate punishment that they deserve, especially when uh, an individual from the community is harmed, uh, a child is assaulted, uh, and things of that nature. We take these cases very seriously.
1: It's kind of interesting to think of you as almost a a legal triage evaluating cases as to the validity of the accusations against the person. And you actually are almost the, the first part of a, a jury system about deciding someone's uh, potential probability of guilt or innocence before proceeding ahead with a case.
0: No, that's correct. And there are also safeguards along the way. Uh, when an individual is originally charged with a felony, Uh, The DA has to evaluate the case, we speak with the witnesses, we speak with the police officers that investigated the case. We take the case to a grand jury, uh, a group of citizens brought in from the community that screens the cases. Uh, I know that the old saying goes, you can indict a ham sandwich, but we present all the facts to a grand jury to see if there's sufficient basis to go forward to the county court on the case. If the grand jury votes an indictment, we go forward. A defense attorney is then assigned or hired by the uh, person who's accused, and they file pretrial motions where a judge reviews the sufficiency of the grand jury testimony. Uh, They make sure that any evidence that was seized was done properly. If the person who's accused gave a statement to the police, that can be challenged to make sure that um, it was a voluntary statement. All these things happen before the case reaches a trial. And then ultimately, if a person is found guilty at trial... Uh, if they, when they had the proper defense, it can go to appeals court that would review that as well. So, there are many mechanisms in place to make sure, uh, to the best of our knowledge and the best of our ability that no innocent person is ever convicted of a crime. Has it ever happened? I'm sure it's happened. But, uh, from what I, in my experience in Broome County, uh, it's a very safe system and we do our best to make sure that if a person is charged with a crime, they're the right person, obviously and that the appropriate charge is filed.
1: It's interesting that with all the safeguards and such, it seems to be a lengthier process than most people would like to begin with. Then you throw the whole complications of not being able to hold the in-court sessions and such during the middle of a pandemic to make it drag on even longer. It has got to be absolutely maddening.
0: It it really is. And, it, and it's also very difficult because as much as individuals are reluctant to get involved in the criminal justice system as a witness if you're a witness to a crime uh... you know if you're cooperating you don't want that to drag out either uh... over a long period of time and have that hang over your head so uh... it is a very difficult and challenging time in the criminal justice system you know with the new laws that got put in at the beginning of the year uh... and then these COVID delays um, said it's very very difficult and um you know we're doing the best we can to uh make sure that things don't get backed up too much, but with no trials going on, you know, that's inevitable.
1: And it's going to take a long time to sort through it. It's also, when you're talking about lengthy delays like this, I know I'm getting old and I can't remember you-know-what, uh, it seems that the longer that a case drags on, if you're relying on witness testimony, keeping that person's recollection of what happened accurate, factual, and pertinent, the longer it 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 goes on the less they might remember or maybe the more they might remember it could be fluid and change over time
0: right that's that's very true and we have even had cases in broom county court recently where the victim of a crime or the witness to a crime was an elderly citizen of the community who wasn't you know in a position to come in based on being in fear of uh, contracting covid And then what do you do? You know, then you're in a position where the person who's accused has a right to a trial or a hearing, but the witness is reluctant to come into court because of that. So, you know, it's very challenging from all sides of of this uh, situation. But we're doing the best we can working with our county court judges and our county executive and the Office of Court Administration to try and make sure that uh, justice is served later maybe than sooner, but uh, we want to make sure that we get the, re- get the right results.
1: Well, thank you very much for this insight into your office and the workings in the local criminal justice system. I think people might have gotten a little bit of an education, and I didn't even get into plea deals. <laughs> I mean, the whole plea bargain stuff I was going to get into, but we well, are out of time.
0: I will I will have to come back. Maybe once we get the vaccine and the courts get up and running again, uh, I can come back and fill you in on, the, on that aspect. Of
1: yeah, because that can be kind of a contentious <laughs> issue. Thank you very much. This yeah. is been the southern tier close up a weekly public affairs presentation of this station this program was recorded for broadcast at this time i'm kathy white for the southern tier close up wash now has expanded throughout